Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Time to welcome the lovely and talented Bob Sansevier. Brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Hurt at work, Dave Bialki goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you Sandy. Yes, sir. Uh-oh, he's depressed about something. No, you know, I'm depressed for the people of Minnesota. Why? You looked at your tax return? uh, (laughs) Not yet. There are two statistics that are so embarrassing to this state. One you know about. One I'm sure that you've talked about all week, that after the Rangers, and I, you know what? They made a big deal about it in the media, that the Rangers were the team that had the longest streak of never winning a championship, but they had to go back to Washington. Right. I don't really mm. count that. How about the team that has been in the same place for as long as the Vikings and have never won a championship? Yep. They now yeah. are the longest-running franchise without a championship. Now, you could say they won the NFL title, then they played that exhibition called the Super Bowl afterwards. Right, <laughs> right. That was the last year of the uh, NFL, <laughs> AFL. So yeah. technically you could call it an exhibition. Yeah. But no, no, they got their ass kicked. But that statistic. And the other one is, and AJ, your club, the San Jose Sharks have allowed 45 goals, which is the league uh, lead. <laughs> You're wild. The only other team in the NHL to allow more than 40 goals with 43. This team sucks. They're they not lost good five right three now. last night to the <laughs> devil. What is wrong it. with that? Isn't it four in a row for losses? <laughs> yeah, right and the thing is that is the worst part about it is there's maybe like 18-ish minutes every game where they want to play hockey and they try to look like an actual professional team. But then the other parts of the game are just, you know, let's just go, let's go for a skate, boys. Let's get out so there, AJ, you know. AJ, um, that leaves 42 minutes when they're not playing hockey. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 yes. and that's when all those those goals are getting scored against them, Bob. Um, the good news, <laughs> if you want any good news, Kirill Kaprizov finally scored. He snapped his uh, his goal drought uh, last night. Matthew Boldy was <laughs> back in the lineup. And the one silver lining is that Marco Rossi is now the top-line center as of the game ending last night. Um, that's fantastic. Hopefully that kickstarts some things, but at the same time, defense has been really bad. Goaltending has been very bad. Penalty kill has been very bad. Power play has been very bad. Other than that, though. Coaching has been very bad. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, things are just peachy, boys. Right. We're on our way up. And not to pile on, Bob, with your Vikings who never have won a championship, but we also, yeah. the Minneapolis-St. Paul area has the longest championship right. drought out of all, like, all the metropolitan areas in the United States, and it's by about... 10 years. 1991. What? Is the last time that we've had a, one of the four core teams win a championship. So it's been the, like 33 The Twins, years, 91. 32 years. Yeah. Jeez. They even win them in Utah. The next, the next, the next closest <laughs> exactly. is Phoenix, Arizona, which is 2001 was the last time they won one. But they're at least, Jesus. you know, in the modern age. 
Hey, exactly. They have a team that played in a championship in the World right. Series, right? Right. More recently than uh, this bunch. So yeah, we're we're due. God, I cannot believe. So you were what, like three? I wasn't even. I wasn't even born in ninety-one. In ninety-one, no, but I was born ninety-two. Honestly, you're only thirty-one years old. Yep, I was just a twinkle in my. God, I thought you were like four. Father's eye. That's not what he told me. He said he had no twinkle at all. (laughs) No, definitely not. That's what he told me. (laughs) I don't know if his eye had anything to do with it. Brittany gave it the cut. Nope, I'm not doing it. (laughs) No twinkles. Okay. No twinkle. I got to ask you something. 30, 35 years from now, when this show is still on, will that dress be over your right shoulder? Which one, my what? wedding dress? Why don't you put it somewhere? Can you I'm wear it? My, I'm in my guest closet, you guys. Like, where do you put your wedding dress? I'm sorry. Should put it in I... a box. Can you wear it on Monday? Um, I don't know if I could fit in hey, it. I have a question for you. The, the dress behind you there, does the bullfighter know you got that hanging there? First off, let's not hate on this one. Look this at that. That's a bullfighter outfit. It's all hand Or whatever they say. Wow. Maybe that's not it. What is it? Opa? No, no Ole. Ole, that's what Opa, it is. Opa, isn't that what you yell when you... Uh, that's like, like uh, the Jewish wedding. Fest or like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, no, that's when you it. break plates, it's a break Greek plates. tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Opa? Greek, Greek tradition. There we go. Oh, it's Greek? Okay. Not, yeah, you not guys Jewish. get cultured. We just are. We just list off so many cultures. Yeah. Don't you settle down there, El Toro. <laughs> El Toro Loco. <laughs> El Toro Loco. Anyway, back to Sandy, who's nuts. Wait yeah. a minute, why did you I want to know that what, Okay, end? I'm going to tell you something. Have you been watching Loki? No. no. Loki okay. is in the Marvel show? Yes, it's on Disney. They had episode five. I really think that the people who wrote this and the producers said, you know what? Let's make something that makes no sense. <laughs> And we'll see how du- we could do people into watching the entire thing and make money off of it. It's it, nonsensical. And I like most of the Marvel stuff. You can't track. I don't know. Anyone who says they understand and it makes sense is lying. So <laughs> are you going to continue to watch it? Of course yeah. I am. Okay, right, you so got to hate 20- watch it. So they one out of five of they us. They duped me. Yeah, they got 20% of us. Yeah, I'm duped. Okay, Bob, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Does it mean that I'm nuts, the fact that I have never, ever liked Marvel stuff? Yes. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, what? I don't like uh, You're a DC guy, huh? Or you didn't like those yeah, either? Yeah, Superman. <laughs> Superman, DC. Now we're talking. Batman, liked... Superman, Aquaman. Not Aquaman. Superman, Flash. Batman's good. Rest Wonder Woman. Have... Whoa, Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman. Nobody yeah. likes DC more than Marvel. That's, yeah, you're that's, a that's not a real thing. Yeah. Well, I do. I can't stand Marvel stuff. It's just way overdone to me. Oh, yeah. At this point, I think even people who are into Marvel, i.e. Bob, are saying that he's over it. No. Well, we had the Twin Cities Con. So it's like Comic-Con, but Minnesota's version of it that's going on this weekend. Wasn't we that your a... title, Twin Cities Con, for a while? Well, yeah. yeah, that's a different operation. <laughs> that's a different but title. But we had him and Ben in studio yesterday. Yeah, and... great guy. I saw him oh. on TV this morning. He was on Channel 5 this morning. Yeah. Dang. And, and he, was, yeah. we asked him. Hey, everybody's kind of tired of these Marvel movies. Are you tired of Marvel movies? And he was like, oh, my gosh, no. I'll just lay on the couch and watch every single <laughs> Marvel thing ever. So, yeah, yep. some people still are waiting on everything. Ben's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job on Channel 5 this morning. They interviewed him. He's over at Convict or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, Twin Con. Yep. Whatever it's yep. called. It's something. Who was Ben in the Marvel movies? Or was no. he in the Marvel No, movies? so no, he the organizes the... Twin Cities con- Oh, he's the guy con- that puts it yeah, together. Like the convention where everybody dresses up and comes and hangs Ka-ching. out. Ka-ching. <clears throat> yeah. 
And Bob, since you brought that up, uh, no, Brittany's not really a bullfighter. She just has the outfit. Isn't that like a flamenco-y kind of vibe? If yeah, I it really that? is. There's no doubt about it. Yep. I'd fight a bowl. I'd fight a baby bowl. Not a full one. But I would punch a bowl right <laughs> in the face. Why would you get some sleep? Never. <laughs> it's not going to happen ever again. You know what would happen? She would punch a bull in the face, and her fist would get caught in the ring they have in the bull's nose. And Ouch. she'd never be able to get it out. Ouch. Indeed. All right, so anyway, what the hell were we talking about? We are talking about something. Uh, now, Minnesota Loki, sports before sucks. that, the, you know, your Vikings, yeah. big game on Sunday, blah, blah, blah. Who they got Sunday? Atlanta. Oh, that's going to be an interest because neither one of those teams is any good. Yeah, they got to go to Atlanta City. Atlanta City, that's right. Maybe I told you that story. <laughs> yeah, tell that story again. It's a great story. All right. The Vi- this is the Giants. <laughs> they played a game in Philadelphia, and the next weekend they're playing uh, the Falcons. And the- one of the guys goes, well, we got to get on a plane. They said, well, yeah, we got on a plane. He goes, we didn't get on a plane for Philadelphia. Now we got to go to Atlanta City. It's not that far from Philly. Atlanta City. Yeah. That's okay. what he thought okay. it was. That's Somebody great. likes to gamble. <laughs> Apparently. This was, this was also a team that had a running back who, uh, one, the offensive lineman who was our training camp, they're watching him and go, you know, this guy would be all pro if we can put arrows on the ass of our linemen. <laughs> Because he just didn't know where to go, but he was incredible. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't understand the play or read a hole. He was that stupid? Yes. There are, well, I'm sure that uh, uh, Chuck Foreman or Philly, Philly could probably tell you some stories about some of the guys that just played. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of guys in the NFL where when you break the huddle, you have to tell him what route he's supposed to run. Hey, you just go stand over there and run deep, and I'm going to throw it as far as I can. So, Bob? Yeah. You were in the lobby at the old KQ building over there in 917 North Lilac Drive when your buddy, the running back, came in uh, to do an interview on the other station down the hall, Darren Nelson. Were you there that day? I don't think I was. Oh, I, I was I may have sure been there, were. but I wasn't in there when he was ready to go down because he, he was not a big fan of, uh, of you. Of me. No, he was not a big fan of me, and he made it very clear that day because... I'm standing in the in the hallway, and I could hear him talking. And all of a sudden, he goes, "Well, where's Bernard? I gotta talk to Bernard." And then I came in, <laughs> and he literally said, "You gotta stop making fun of my voice, man. I don't like that. You're making fun of my voice." I said, "All right, I'll stop. I'll stop making fun of your voice." God, did he get pissed off? It's like it's a joke, you pain in the ass. Um, it's a cartoon voice. Also, Tom, that was amazing, and you should never stop making fun of his voice. Like well, we he did. He talked do... like this. Well, that's impressive that you can just go in and out of that. That's... He did. He was a he was a mediocre running back anyway, and he mm-hmm. caught a pass. Oh, he went for a pass he should have never gone near. Uh, the Vikings may, would have won the Super Bowl had he got, not gotten away of the pass intended exactly for Anthony right. Carter. Yep. Wade Wilson in the end zone. He's going for Carter. Darren Nelson. I'll catch it. Well, you didn't. Yeah, he didn't catch the ball and cost us the Super Bowl. But he was trying. You know, it's not like he laid money down on the game. Did he go, well, well, I I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) That year, though, I will say this about him. That 87 season. Yes. He led the league in average uh, per carry. He he carried 4.9 yards. That's what his average was. No, impressive. He had some good years, and he was a, a really good receiver. The problem he had is... He was drafted ahead of a guy the Raiders took named Marcus Allen. Oh, that's right. I remember and when we that, didn't uh, take Marcus Allen. Yep. 
those comparisons did not end for his entire career. Why did we ever do that? I will never understand why we didn't take Marcus Allen. No, Mike Lynn thought there was something about oh, Darren Lynn. Nelson. Yeah, okay. Well, and Probably because he's a Stanford guy, so he knew he he wouldn't need arrows on the guy's asses to know where to go. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and it's not just the Vikings. I mean, you have those stories with the Timberwolves as oh, well. Yeah. We could have drafted. We drafted what was it, Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio instead of taking Stephen Curry. <laughs> Back to just, back before him. Yeah, too. back to back before him, and we could have had arguably the greatest shooter in the history of basketball. It's true. Well, just our luck. Why do well, we do it, Bob? Why do we keep making these mistakes? Because your run, your teams are run by idiots. You know, what we should do. You just inspired me with what you just said a couple of minutes ago. We should compile a list, and we'll have to get everybody I've ever worked with, all of the athletes who hated my guts over the years. We should put together a list. It's got to be a couple of hundred guys, well, don't you think? We should put together a list of guys who liked you. Yeah, that's, so that's true. It'll be about that long. Okay, the list is over. It'll be about that long. Philly Tommy dog. Kramer. Well, actually, you know, you got guys that did like you. You got, uh, uh, and then there's, um, and him, that guy. That oh, other guy. Oh, don't forget the other one. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. Him t- there's that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget him. Let's take the knife out. I'll lean over. Oh, no, Laudner liked you. Law, right? Well, the, the twins, all the star twins, the horseshit ones didn't like me. But uh, all the good <laughs> twins did. Well, Puckett and you were inseparable. Well, Puckett and I, I never didn't get along. With, I just, he didn't comport himself well in society. I will put it that way. Well, I, I remember that uh, when I did the big story on the other side of Kirby Puckett, uh, Herbeck said that everyone thought it was Herbie and Kirby. And he said, he, I mean, they rarely did anything outside of the never. clubhouse. They never, never. really socialized. Cause, no. And it wasn't because of uh, Herbeck. It was because Puckett, he would go off on his own. He's I'm, busy dragging women into the men's room. Well, I mean, he did have a, so what a he gal did? or two I, in every never, town. Like, I've never heard any stories about Kirby Puckett. He was a little before my time. Was he not? Oh. I thought everybody loved him. He was the greatest guy ever. Oh, I was hated by some of his uh, sycophants because oh, yeah. of the story I wrote about him. Yep, I remember that. And uh, well, Tom remembers the story because we had we played some of the audio from his side action girlfriend. Oh God, yeah. I remember that. Remember he the presents he gave her. According to her, he gave her like one Christmas a uh, either a money or a dildo. <laughs> what? It was one of the two. Jeez. No, I mean that's what he would. He never really, you know it. Was Bob was his stuff? He just had a lot of women, but it was all was it all consensual? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Oh yes. yes. Okay. Just clarifying, because like I I yeah. know a little bit. Like I remember when it came out, kind of, but I didn't know. Like I think he get like I didn't know if that aspect. So okay. it was like the... there there was a guy on the twins who I mean he would date fantastic looking women. I mean these were and someone said to him once, Kirby, you could get these guys. He's dating tens. And you're dating like ones, and he goes, 10 ones equals 10. <laughs> I don't know. A, he private would... de- a private detective followed him around once. It was hired by his, you know, Tanya, who passed away recently. Yeah, she did. And he followed him to like seven or eight different women's homes in a 24-hour period. Jesus. Around the Twin Cities. You know what's yeah. really weird? Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You tell me. Go. Very, very quickly. The funny thing you just mentioned, and I didn't really think about that. You know who I got along with really well, and I mean, I used to run into him of, you know, Ocean Air, or the you know, Murray's or whatever. I got along really well with Tanya Puckett, Paul Molitor's wife, and Chuck Knobloch's wife. I got along Knobloch. with all three divorced women. 
probably because you went on air and just trashed your husbands for right? doing a terrible job. So I got along with all the women, but none of the men. <laughs> well, I mean, I also, I don't want to disparage Puck. He was a great player. He was. And and he you can't gone. take that and, away. You know, I just, the thing that's so sad is he predicted his death years before because he said, I'll never make it to 50 because neither of his parents did. Oh, that's you know, right. And then he also, but I mean, his his lifestyle, um, he just, you know, he put on a lot of weight. And I mean, mm-hmm. one of the players, they had like a get together a year or so before he passed. And he said he just lo- looked like a giant tick. Yeah. You know, the kind of yeah. the weight that he'd put on. Yeah. It's really too and bad. He was a terrific baseball player. He was yeah. amazing. Well, and if he really genuinely thought he wasn't going to make it till 50, you're not going to take care of yourself necessarily yeah, the way yeah. that you would if you thought you were going to live forever. Didn't that just happen to some other, an actor or something? He said, they asked him about a year ago, said, how much longer do you think you're going? You look great. Everything's wonderful. He said, I, won't, I will not be alive in one year. My family never lives that long. And he was right. He died that year. It looked like he was going to live forever. He was healthier than some bitch, but he said nobody in my family ever lives to whatever it was like 70 years old or something. He died literally a couple of months before he was going to turn 70. Isn't that well, amazing? Tom, in your case and mine, I think we're both hoping we have our mother's genetics. Mine li- lived to 92, and your mom lived to, was she close to 90? Yeah, yep. My dad died at 60, so that wouldn't have been good. Oh, did my father, so I'm hoping. I mean, I've already surpassed him. Yeah. So let's, let's hope we can have the mom. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Yeah. All right, Sandy, a brilliant report, I thought. I think any sports report which talks about athletes that hate my guts is a really good report. Yeah, and I, I do feel bad for saying all these things. about it's, no, it's nothing a secret about Kirby, though. No. I don't like disparaging people when they're gone. No, 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 no. 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 And but it's like, I, that's, you know, I mean. It's all out there. Yeah, and I don't think it's, like, the, that's why I wanted to clear up. It's like, okay, so he probably is the type of guy that should have never got married. He should have just always had girlfriends. Like, I would say mm-hmm. Tiger Woods falls in that same thing. And at uh, least sure. it's all like, you know, you have people that. It's the the difference between consensual and not. It's like this person just should have never been married. Yeah. That's all. Right. Yeah, that's a different deal. Okay, Bob, before you go. Yes, sir. Who was the biggest prick on the Twins of all time? Mm. On the Twins? Yeah, biggest prick to win of all time. You know, you ask Vikings, it's an automatic. You know, I take a nanosecond to say Chris Carter. Oh, God, what but a horrible human being. Chris Carter. You never First met him, Carter, did you? Oh, no. no oh, God. But, I've, yeah, I've heard he's okay. not the nicest. Oh. I had a teammate tell me, and he was a very – I mean, we're talking a, a teammate who was a Pro Bowl team. I mean, he was a terrific uh, athlete or football player. He said, and it's unanimous, except for Jake Reed, who liked him, this player, biggest asshole I ever played with. Because he had this public persona that was nothing like what he was behind closed doors. Do we have time for my quick uh, – yeah, We, got very to, quick we always got story? time for you, Bob. Right. So who are you talking this is, about? This is Chris Carter. Shortly after he joined the Vikings, if you'll recall, uh, Buddy Ryan's comment about Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns, which sounds so strange. But when you meet Carter, you realize, I can't deal with this guy. Get him out of here. Yeah. I'm arguing with Anthony Carter, who was and uh, still one of the best receivers I've ever seen. No I know question. They have awesome no doubt but about it. <laughs> I wrote a story that there's only one player on the Vikings if they wanted, because the team wasn't doing well, that they could trade and get a first-round pick for, and it was Anthony Carter. Mm-hmm. Someone told Carter that I said they should trade him and didn't give it the context. Oh, God. Of he's the only guy. Where, okay, so we're arguing. I said, 
Anthony, read the thing. Read the No, I'm not going to read it. Blah, blah, blah. So we're arguing, and Chris, and then we're, he walks away, and as he starts to turn to walk away, Chris Carter uses both arms and shoves Anthony Carter into me, oh, and God. suddenly Anthony Carter and I are united because we're screaming at Chris Carter not to be an asshole for doing something like that. Yeah, he was a terrible human being. So AC and I were, and I get along great with AC. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but the guys that I, like Keith Millard, I told you Keith Millard once threatened to kill me. Because, uh, <laughs> he was walking. I mean, this is back when they would take projectors home. They didn't use computers to watch things. They took the projector. And this is winter. And I hated, you know, bugging these guys because I wanted to get in my car and warm up. But he's trudging in the parking lot with his projector. And, you know, and it is trudging. I said, hey, uh, Keith, you got a minute? Get away from here. I'll kill you. But there <laughs> is not a nicer guy. Keith Millard and I get along great. And even after that, I mean, we uh, that was early in his career with the Vikings. But he was he was mm-hmm. one of my favorite Vikings of all time. I still think he if he played and had a, his career wasn't cut short by an injury, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. He would remember. He, I mean, until a couple or a few years ago, he had the record for a defensive tackle in sacks. Defensive player of the year. He was phenomenal. Yep. I think he's the best defensive player I've I have ever seen the Vikings have in, since '84. You know yeah, what? He's the, go ahead. No, no, you finish your, finish your statement. Well, the thought I was going to say is I covered Lawrence Taylor in his first few years in the league when I worked in New York. I was the AP guy. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor was the best defensive player I ever saw. Keith Millard was second, and that covers a lot of ground. No, I agree with you. That's great. That's a great he statement. He was so disruptive. Okay, as you go out the door, I will say this. Good job of dodging who the worst twin of all time was. I, I couldn't come up with I mean, <laughs> in terms of how they behaved. There was one. Who the heck was it? Was it Latroy? And he wasn't a bad guy, but when the media would come in, he would put on the most vile rap music and play it full blast so you can't answer or ask questions. I, I don't want to. I think it was him who did that. So that that's an a-hole move if, if it was indeed him, and I think it was him. Is it okay if I lean toward Tom Brunanski? I thought you were buddies with him. Hell no. God, he and I never <laughs> got There were two Tommy B's and we didn't get along. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Well, All right, Sandy. All right. Well, okay, let me ask, because you would know this, because you've talked to Herbeck a lot more. Did they get rid of him because he was a pain in the ass to, uh, on the team? That, I would guess yeah, that's probably why. He was always a massive pain in the ass. Yeah, that would explain it then. All right, Sandy, we'll talk to you next week, Pally. I live for those moments. We'll see you. We do, too. We do as well, Bob. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you, ladies and gentlemen. And now the Eagles are at the XL Energy Center on their farewell tour. It's on Saturday, November 18th, and you can see them with me and Catherine in our suite to enter, just go to the Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back at midnight contests. Contests at TomBernardShow.com. That's TomBernardShow.com. And you win uh, today's qualifier. Name for the See the Eagles with me in my suite is Jackie Vick of North St. Paul. Jackie Vick. Email us by midnight tonight at contests at TomBernardShow.com. What do you think? I hope that she uh, 
takes up that opportunity. Very yeah. well done, I thought. Yeah, I think so, too. Her, her be a good run at it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. If it's a woman. It might be a guy. Either way, it's going to be a fun right. show to check out. So doesn't matter. Make sure to send that email. And by the way, let me be very clear. I know it says my suite. It's my suite for one night. Catherine, I do not own a suite at the XL. That's not what I heard. Yeah, don't yeah, be so nice try. Yeah. I've been telling everybody that we're that's your suite all the time. Yep. He owns the entire building, yeah. as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, Tom yeah. XL mm-hmm. Bernard. Yeah, maybe yep. you've heard of him. Yeah, instead of XL, we're going to go with TB cell. What do you think? Love it. Actually, that does sound yeah, like XL, a tuber- tuberculosis. Tuberculosis test. cell. You got tuberculosis now because of yeah. TB cells. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. We have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. A lot of great stuff coming up this morning. Not that there hasn't already been tons of stuff for the first hour and 17 minutes. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. know what you mean. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership. That's just 20 minutes east of the Metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is tire month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model, car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That would be FlagshipFord.com. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you. 
The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword prize, to enter the Pick Your Prize Contest. You could win one of 14 prizes, each worth $10,000. Like $10,000 in home improvements from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Or a LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens and a fantastic vacation. Or a two-year lease on a 2024 Kia from Loopy and Kia. For a complete prize list, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword prize. Enter daily now. Qualifiers selected daily starting March 18th. And one lucky finalist will pick their prize. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I don't often do the weather because people go, well, you know, I listen to it later on in the day, so whatever. But I do have to do the weather right here because it's such great news. Um, Cloudy, just a sprinkle this morning, but then clearing. Sunny this afternoon with a high of 47. Saturday, partly to mostly sunny, a high of 46. Sunday, mild with a high of 51, Monday mild with a high of 52, Tuesday cloudy but a high of 44, 45 Wednesday and 44 Thursday. So for the next week, it's going to be the lowest high temperatures, 44, uh, in the range of 44 to 51 degrees. Uh, I mean, that's, for this time of the year, first week in November, that those are some pretty damn good numbers right there. Yeah. And I will take credit because, of course, next Tuesday when it's going to be 44, although the one day this week and the next seven that's cloudy, it's my birthday. Typical. It's very uh, on brand. I feel really like. is. I don't you know. can't. Yeah, you can't get on there every day and go. The world sucks, and then expect it to be sunny for yeah. your birthday. Ethan steals my my birthday, and now it's the one yeah. day it's cloudy is my birthday. Yeah. I'm taking this very personally. I'm very upset. I want you to know. You don't care. I just think it's an appropriate reaction yeah. to be this mad about it. I think that's very makes upset. absolute sense. Certainly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I want to run this by you because I couldn't care less. I think that they're going to reset the clocks uh, now, and they're never going back to the other stuff. Or are they going to do it one more time next year? I don't know. I think this is the last one. It's either the last one or the second to last one, I thought. It should, like, it. from my understanding, we're going to move it back, and then we're going to push it back one more time in summer. And then that is going to be it. Oh, because okay. then we're to leave it there. What is that in May or something? Yeah, like, like <clears throat> so we're going to fall back and then spring forward. And when we spring forward, that's That'll the last movement we're ever going to have. Yeah, so you're going to be, <clears throat> I, frankly, because I'm sick of it. I I think yeah, daylight yeah. savings time is such a scam nowadays. Yep. It was for farmers back in the day, anyway, right? And I'm not saying I don't like, I don't appreciate all the work the farmers that are no, still out there doing now. But <clears throat> frankly. I want to not be driving home at 5 o'clock and it's pitch black outside. I, I want a little right. bit of sunlight, you know? Yeah. What are you laughing about, Britt, Britt? I'm laughing that AJ's worried that he's going to offend our farmer base. Uh, he you clarified. never know. You know what just tells me, though, Brittany? Huh. That AJ has never heard the KQ Morning Show when I was on it. Because all I ever did was insult people. <laughs> I know. The whole 37 years. Well, like I said, I appreciate Like, I love a good piece of corn of the cob right. just as much as anybody what I, I don't want that going away but uh <laughs> i just want to be able to eat that corn of the cob at five o'clock when there's sunlight out i That's like it. it works for me Bob. it's time to change the clocks again this weekend at least this time around we gain an hour of sleep saturday night 
According to a recent survey, 70% of Americans think changing the clocks twice a year is a waste of time. I couldn't agree more, yeah. but, but back in the day when farmers used to literally get up and ride the tractor and mm-hmm. it wasn't as much of a corporate thing as it is now, yeah. uh, that was a bitch to not have that light. So I did understand why they did it. The survey also found some of the reasons, uh, top reasons why we hate changing the clocks. It disrupts our sleep. We have to adjust our sleep schedule. It affects our mood and our mental health. The act of going around and changing our clocks. Who are you, the laziest human ever? I have to change a clock? Oh, no. And let's be honest. It's two clocks. Your stove and your microwave. (laughs) I know. Who cares? Every other clock has a button, usually, that you can just press for it. Or it's your phone, which does it automatically. Yes, Brittany? Well... Sometimes it's your car, too. Like, I think yeah, you should add your car to it, because that does okay. not automatically change. Sure. But most Some cars do. nowadays, is it's all digital and does it itself. Yeah, they do. Some of them change themselves now. What are you driving, like a 46 Packard? What do you got? Uh, I feel like our big car will change. The, I don't think our Audi will, and the Corvette definitely is never Oh, well, yeah, it. not oh. the classic Corvette they, that you have that's, you know. Kevin. Uh, our our Rolls Royce yeah. doesn't change back automatically, my, but you know. my Maserati won't change itself. That's really the biggest downside to having such a luxury vehicle. Catherine, Sorry. it's Tom. It's Tom. Do you know if the clock in the McLaren changes automatically? <laughs> Luckily, the Arnesons have a guy for that. I was going to say, doesn't your doesn't your driver just change the clock anyway for you? I don't deal with such pedestrian type things. Ooh, pedestrian. Peasant activities. All right. Well, Brittany makes these jokes, but one of the first times I was on the show with her, she goes, I don't feel like going home. I think I'm going to go play tennis because I don't like being around when the nanny is cleaning. Oh, my I, God. What that is ego. not what I said that's at not, all. That's ego. not that's how the conversation go, Brittany. No, it's, none of that is true. <gasps> I, you, you got some of it right. Oh, you so said, now I don't have changing. a nanny who cleans. Oh, so I you have, have a cleaning lady have, and a nanny. It's two separate I, people. I do not have a nanny, but I do. We pay, you know, this lovely woman every two weeks to come and do the deep cleaning. And it, I will admit this: I am very uncomfortable, especially because like my job looks fake. I can wear sweatpants at my job. I can wear mm-hmm. whatever. And so when I stroll in at eleven, I feel like a mo- yeah. See. You feel like a monster, like, oh, thanks for, I just, I like don't know what to do with myself. I, I, it's, I, it's amazing that she does it. I'm very thankful, but I hate being around when she does it because I feel like a monster. I'm going to call and say, I'm going to tell Lou Nanny that you hate him. She said, I I hate nannies. I don't have a nanny. That's not what uh, Tevin told me. Yes. You know. Sorry. I, I get your, you know, your servants. Mixed up. Your <laughs> nanny, your cleaning lady, your, you know, it's, it's a lot to keep track of, Brittany. I cannot. I'm wearing a shirt from high school, okay? You know, that is true, by the way, that most people think media people all have a lot of money. And I'm like, most media people don't have any money. I hope yeah. you understand that. Yeah. yeah, it's most, it's the same with people seeing, you know, musicians or something. They yeah. just think, yep. oh, since you have that one hit song, you must be a millionaire. And it's yep. like, ah, no, it's not really how it works. Most of the time, it's you true. become popular before you become rich. Very, very true. That's all I know. Tell, them, tell everybody, calm down, mm-hmm. right? That's why I would never have married somebody in radio. Like, I wanted to at some point have 
some retirement fund. Right. That's all I'm asking. Not a bad for. call. What are you talking about? Look at all the. T- oh, that's right. There aren't any successful radio people. I forgot. Oh. Oh. Well, I guess oh. Howard Stern. He's pretty successful. Yeah, I tried. But I shot my shot with him. It didn't work. Yeah, so. yeah, it didn't work with Howard. No. He's such a trustworthy guy. Yeah, yeah that's one thing. I, Howard, you're embarrassing yourself because now he's a flaming ass kisser to the latest. Uh, trend going around. It's one thing about Howard. He was always such an ass kisser. I hated that about him. Loved you, Howard, but that, not that part of you. That's all I'm I feel, saying. I feel like when Gen Z, if they ever pull up any of his old stuff, he's going to be ripped apart. It's literally the worst. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question. But unfortunately, what are you going to do? You like some things about some people and other things not so much. I like everything about Annie Stark, though. Have I ever pointed that out to you guys? A couple times. <laughs> That's all I ever talk about. I go, you know what? I wish that someday that Annie Stark would call into the show so I could tell her to her face that I just love everything she does and just adore her. But maybe she'll never call in. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Annie. Hi. How you doing, sister? That was nice. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not going to. What am I going to do? Oh, Annie Stark's on? I don't have time for this. <laughs> Oh, well, I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of our upcoming cooking show, The Mountain Kitchen, set to premiere on Sunday, November 5th, uh, the Magnolia Network, and will be available to stream the same day on Max and Discovery Plus. I want to hear about what The Mountain Kitchen. What's that all about? The Mountain Kitchen. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just a... kind of incredible thing. I can't believe that the show's almost here, I just have to say. Um, yeah, it's it's what we do all the time, which is a lot of just cooking on the, by the fire and, you know, having some good drinks and make, making people happy. Now, wait a second. You tell me you sit around, you got the drink in the hand, you got the, the little uh, lawn <laughs> chair, you got the mountain kitchen cooking, making all the chow. That sounds like a very well, relaxing yeah. life you got there, sister. It is. I constantly smell like smoke, which I think is nice. I don't think a lot of people drink. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Annie Stark is here. I can smell smoke. You know what I mean? (laughs) Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Actress Annie Stark, film and Broadway actress films such as The Wife, South Pacific, etc. Daughter to... Uh, see, that's the one thing that I'm... I actually am jealous of the fact that you're Glenn Close's daughter. That... that, You pissed me off. It should have been me. (laughs) Oh, she'll baby you, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, she she's great. She's she's a my my hype team, you know. Always loved her. <laughs> always loved her. So, how did you get involved? Have you always been involved in food preparation, cooking, the whole? Do you yeah. always like to do that? Yeah, I was a weird child. I was. I've always been. Oh. Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've always been obsessed with with food and food culture, and especially on my dad's side, we. Uh, you know, we come from a lot of cooks and a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and it's always part of the conversation. Holidays are a big deal, um, especially on the menu. So it's, okay. it's really, I don't know, I keep saying it, but it's true. The show is kind of a manifestation of who I am as a person. <laughs> you know, Annie, I so do have to ask you, though. authentic in that regard. Yeah, yeah no question. But I, I, let's talk about your stressful life. Glenn Close is your mother, and you live in the mountains, and you uh, have a TV show. Boy, your life is very stressful. It can be, honestly. Um, yeah, we're we're lucky. We're lucky people. I, you know, I just wanted to make something. Again, I'm, I sound like a cheese ball, but it's I don't know. The world needs a little bit more happiness, right? So yes. I hope that this uh, brings it to you, and in, in a genuine, you know, no BS kind of way. 
Now, Annie, uh, in a very... We're BS kind of people, you know? <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't usually get uh, too serious about this. It's not, it's not like it's a serious... But I'm not kidding when I tell you, Bozeman, Montana is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I love Bozeman. Oh, I know. Thank you. I'll tell her. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, it's your mom owns the house, not you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, I mean, she does, technically, of course. But she, uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, but she doesn't cook that much. She makes incredible biscuits and pancakes. But, oh. yeah, the, the the cooking side of me, um, a lot of the, a lot of me came from my mom's side of the family, but not that. <laughs> no, I understand. Now, any, do you remember way, way back how you got so involved in food when, when you took an interest, not in just, hey, this tastes good, I really like it? Yeah. When did you take an interest I, in food? I have a lot of really funny photos of me when I was like, you know, two or three, you know, just kind of making kitchen concoctions. So oh. it, it runs deep. <laughs> it started early. And, uh, yeah, I, again, it's it's a huge part of, of, you know, my family. And it's how, you know, cooking really is how I blow off steam. It mm-hmm. makes me happy. It's, you know, just kind of a lovely way to re- relax and rewind, you know. So... Um, it's just a really beautiful part of my life, and I can't I can't believe I'm lucky enough to be able to share that with people. You know how nice that is to hear somebody say that, Annie, because everybody does like all they do now is complain and bitch about everything. Everything's horrible, and everything's to say, <laughs> "Hey, I'm a very lucky person. I'm very very happy." That's nice to hear, Annie. It really is. Oh well, I, I appreciate that. I you know everything is is scary and crazy most of the time, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. I'm just, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to contribute to that kind of, you know, vibe. <laughs> so no, that makes it's, sense. it's really, again, I hate to sound like a cheese ball, but it's true. It's just, I want people to be happy. Do you have a, one of those, do you ever go to Costco and get one of those big giant 55 gallon drums of cheese balls? Is that why you like saying that so much? <laughs> no, but my husband totally has. <laughs> and I totally have eaten a lot. Um, <laughs> Your husband bringing home the 55-gallon drum of cheese balls. I like that. 100%. 100%. And yeah. do you have a favorite cuisine? Because I'll I, I be very upfront with you. I'll oh, be honest God, with you. That's a hard question. For me, that's it's easy. Hard. It is very easy for um, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's yours, then? You go first. As a nice Catholic boy, and I'm not exaggerating, Annie, when I tell you that I could eat Italian food three meals a day every day for the rest of my life. Honestly, I think, I, you know, America agrees with you. I think Italian ice would be number one, right? There would have to be a poll somewhere. Touchdown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I love Italian food. Who doesn't? Um, I also, gosh, I love Mexican food. Yep. Great um, stuff. We have a lot of amazing friends in Mexico and Oaxacan food especially. My God. Whoa. Um <laughs> I also love Japanese, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just also good old American farm-to-table is pretty great. Um, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> you feel and it's like, early. You know, I know. You'd think, you'd think that I would have all the answers to this question, but it kind of changes, honestly. But I think right yeah. now I would have to say Mexican is really high up there for me. No, I understand that completely. Do you remember the very first <laughs> thing that you cooked you thought, this is really good? Do you remember that? Yeah, um, I make a mean, speaking of Italian, I make a mean bolognese that takes oh. me two days. Oh. Yeah. What yeah. time do you want me yeah. to come over? <laughs> All right, quick, there's a few flights. Uh, <laughs> you know, New York is 
<laughs> oh, bolognese. Is there any better dish than bolognese? It's just wonderful. And I know, especially if you take the time. Take the time. It literally takes me two days, sometimes three. Mm-hmm. No, I understand <laughs> that. I, there's no question about like it. I, it, always, it always tastes better day two and day three. Now, Glenn, your mother, when, was she a good cook as well? Ah, uh, she's gonna kill me. But she make not cooking really isn't isn't her jam as much as it is mine. She does make, I have to say. I don't know. She's gonna be like, um, excuse me. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll cut that in the post. She does yeah. make the best yeah. pancakes in America. Oh. oh, you had mentioned that earlier. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's yeah. So where where did the love of cooking come from? If if your mom wasn't really interested, your dad, you, you said. Oh, my dad. Yeah. My dad's side yep. of the family yep. for sure. My you know my grandmothers on both sides make um, you know my grandma on my mom's side is the biscuit uh, inventor lady, incredible. Um, she's no longer with us, but I wish she was, and she would be very mm-hmm. happy that I'm bringing this up. <laughs> And but now my dad and my dad's side of the family we're uh, we're food crazed we're we're insane. <laughs> well, but you know it's one of the things about I got to be honest with you, Annie, and I'm very very serious. We're talking to Annie Stark, ladies and gentlemen, about a new show, The Mountain Kitchen, set to premiere on this Sunday, November fifth, on the Magnolia Network, and available to stream every day on Max and Discovery Plus as well. Uh, food is one of the most important things in life. Obviously, you have to eat in order to stay alive, and to enjoy doing what keeps you alive anyway is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, food, it just, it, again, I, I sound, I sound corny, but it brings people together. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, you know, cloth that all of us are cut from. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just really love things that bring people together not, you know, pull people apart. So, and I think food does that beautifully. Right. And it's also such an interesting you know, mirror into who you are as a person, where you come from, where your family's from. You know, you could find out a lot about a person from the dinner plate. I think that's a very good point. You're making a really good point there. Sitting around the dinner table. Um, didn't do it a lot when I was a little kid, i got to be honest. Everybody was either working or gone or whatever. We didn't do a whole lot of that. But my family yeah. now, with Ka- Ka- I've been married to Catherine now for almost 40 years, and it's one oh, of the best things. Congratulations. It's wonderful. Oh, she's a great, she's a very patient person. Let me put it that way, Annie. <laughs> My husband, too. We've been together for 16 years, which is crazy. Married for five. All right, we only have one it's minute left. One minute left. I know you got to go in one minute, so I, I need to get to, what time <laughs> are you going to be here next week with uh, the Bolognese? I, you told me well, earlier. the Bolognese? Yeah. All right, well, I, I think I should be around there, like, what, five? Is that good for you guys? Yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah. Oh, you mean 5, 5 p.m. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's young lady. It's a little lady. early for a happy hour, but uh, I'll take it. Sure, <laughs> why not? No, you're right. The Mountain Kitchen set to premiere on Sunday, November 5th. We'll be watching the Magnolia Network, also available on Max and Discovery, streaming the same day. Annie, you're a terrific interview. Thank you so much for your time, and, and oh, God bless thanks, you. Guys. Thanks, pal. Thanks. Bye. All right. Annie Stark, ladies and gentlemen, I love her mother. One of the great actors of all time. Oh, yeah. Glenn yeah I Close. mean, a part God. of everybody's childhood with the 101 Dalmatians. Oh, God. Yeah. Isn't that stuff wonderful? Yeah. No question about it. Yeah, she was ter- See, I love people with that kind of enthusiasm to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people love it. Other people. It's a tough job when you're interviewing someone who doesn't like to be interviewed. Yeah. Man, that's hard. And most chefs are food-based 
people, whether they have a cookbook coming out or cooking show, typically yeah. pretty fun to talk to because how yeah. can you love food and then be angry as well? That is yeah. true, yeah, good point. Kevin. I've never thought about that, but like most of our people that are chefs or in the cooking, they're always great. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, if you're on the line in the kitchen and you're you know, screwing their dish up, you know, Gordon Ramsay's going to put two slices of bread over your ears and call you an idiot sandwich, but... <laughs> But yeah, That's I nice. mean, for the most part, when they're talking about their craft, it's something they love, so they're usually enjoyable. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I did. That's so much fun for me after all these years of interviewing people my entire career. When people are actually enjoying being interviewed, liking to talk about what they came on, I've never understood the people. They want to come on and promote their product, but they don't really want to be interviewed about it. It's oh, like, it's yeah. what? terrible, isn't it? Sometimes, okay, this is really going to be. Messed up. It's not all the time, but I do notice sometimes authors of books are yeah, terrible oh yeah. at showing up excitable for the interview because they're just kind of like lower key. Oh, you mm-hmm. mean like the guy last week? Was there a guy last week? Oh, yeah. He had to talk and talk and talk about his boyfriend and the oh. this and I'm married. And, blah, blah, blah. and about eight minutes later, he goes, are we ever going to talk about my book? I'm like, "Yeah, you've been talking for eight minutes, pal. Yeah. 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 yeah he was a um, But... I, I just noticed, like, authors don't understand that, like, they're, that, like, if they don't show up with a little bit of, like, they almost need to get shot in the butt with adrenaline because they kind of have this calm demeanor, which doesn't mm-hmm. always translate. It sounds yeah, like they're maybe. bored. But. Yeah, yeah. And then that, too, because it is about their book, but they don't want to tell so much because they want people to go read their books yeah. and they're mm-hmm. trying to hold back a little bit. Yeah, it's... And not all. I mean, we've had some great authors on. And oh God, yes. No, you can say it. You hate all authors. I'm just not literate. I've never. I get I mad read, because yeah. I think they're rubbing it in my face. Well, you don't know how to read. It's going to be a problem. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to defend you. It's just not working. I appreciate it. I need a safe space. When anyone starts talking about the written word, I go stop. I'm just going to start saying titles. Catcher in the Rye. You can get still my favorite of all Burst time. Is that what's your favorite book of all time? Because that Catcher in the Rye is still my favorite book I've ever read. I've read some great books. Don't get me wrong, uh, but that yeah. kid's attitude in that book is phenomenal. There's just so okay. many that I've read. Yeah, it's hard to pick. It is hard uh, to pick. You're right. Okay, so for like pure enjoyment, Jurassic Park is like one of my favorite books. But like Devil in the White City is a book I've gone back to a few times. I really like that one as well. Why is the devil always in the White City? Um. What's called, that's what Chicago's uh, name used to be, the White City. Never even heard of it. What are you talking about? you got to read Devil in the White City. It's so good. It's Eric Larson, who's so, written a lot of really good books. What's it about? Um, it's about the World's Fair in Chicago growing oh, up yeah. um, and like the chaos that ensued when that happened. At the same time, the timeline of, uh, God, oh, my God, I just forgot. the ser- There's a serial killer in Chicago who had the murder house. Oh, yeah. I forget his name, but H.H. Um, H. H. Holmes. Or, thank you. Yeah, right. And uh, it's kind of corresponding timelines. And he writes off of it's like historical fiction. He kind of pulls from different things, but it's all fact based. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing. He's written so many good books. But Devil in the White City is my favorite. Wait a minute. Was I right? Is it H.H. H. Holmes or H.L. Holmes? No, I think it's H.H. H. Holmes. It is H.H. H. Holmes, I think. I don't yeah. know. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite book, Tom? Yeah. My favorite book of all time probably is Catcher in the Rye, just because when I read it, I was that age. Yeah. And it literally, it's like, my God, he's talking about me. 
know, I didn't like going to school. That whole scene where he's coming back on the subway with the with the swords because he forgot to bring them to the sword fight and the whole deal. The, have you ever read Catcher in the Rye? No. It is phenomenal. I heard that one wants to make me kill John Lennon, so I was told not to read it. Well, that's true. <laughs> the guy had a copy of Catcher in the Rye in his hand when he killed John Lennon. That's very true. Uh, Tevin, do you have a favorite book? Um, favorite book, I would say probably The Alchemist book. Are you guys, are you guys familiar? No. I'm, yeah. Is, is it... Is it, it, what is that? Um, the Alchemist. I haven't read it for But essentially, it's like this kid that is traveling the world. And I don't know. It's Is there like magic with it? Or I'm trying to think. What, what is alchemy? What is Alchemist? I don't. It's like more. I guess I haven't read it in forever. What is? It's like a very motivational read, book. It's like a more of. It's like motivation. I don't know how to explain it. It's along. like this kid that's like wandering in the desert looking okay. for. Oh, it's it's weird, but it's like very mm. metaphorical and like if you are people pull parallels from it that yeah. are. Uh, right. It's it's kind of like a, a lot self-help. of business. Yeah, a lot of business people like self help. But Kanye West before he was you know ostracized by society always raved about the book because it's very like inspirational and kind of if you're trying to accomplish something in life you can read it and for sure motivate yourself i guess i don't know okay so i have a question for you guys what does our future look like since hardly any of our students in school right now can read a lot of videos pictures is it really hardly any of them can read oh the i guess reading is not a big thing anymore in school doing math and reading is not a big thing I, I almost, in some ways, think they're trying to keep kids stupid. I feel like you got to get them. It's like kind of like drugs. So for me, I got into uh, heroin. <laughs> yep. I got into heroin, a.k.a. Yeah. Goosebumps. I got into Goosebumps, goosebumps. so hard. I love yeah. And that was my gateway drug. Yeah. And ever since, yeah. I've been a reader. Like, you have R. to meet the kid. Where R. He's not dead, so he's still on Is the plane. Is he not? Plane. No, he's R.L. Stein's alive. Let's write some more um, books, R.L. Get on it. Get off he, your well, ass. They, he's got his new series out, which That's is right. Justin Long. I heard was what is it? His new uh, Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps series. Oh, the new Goosebumps. Yeah, that's right. But here's the key to, ha- to getting kids to read: like, even if it's a start with a comic book, like mm-hmm. it's it's you got to meet them where they're at and get them addicted. Now, my mom was like, "Here's Goosebumps," and I was addicted to Goosebumps. I read them like my mom wouldn't even let me start reading them. Until we would start our road trip. Otherwise, I would stay up all night the night before <laughs> finishing my goosebumps. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. just like drugs, get a gateway one, get a comic, get whatever <laughs> you need, and get them into that. And they will always be yeah. a reader. My <laughs> gateway book was the Narnia series and <gasps> then yeah. the series of unfortunate events. Loved Love those her. books. Yep. Oh, the magician's <sighs> nephew was the first one in the Chronicles of Narnia. Love. Mm-hmm. I yeah no you're you're I think you're spot on here Bernie because like Thank back in, like when I was a kid I had like Mike Lupica like Heat like baseball books and stuff like that and then there was like the Thirty Nine Clues which were like kind of a mystery thing and then I got to high school and it's just like terrible books not not yeah. terrible books but books that I was just no no interest in like I, what um, Peace Like a River What's that? exactly it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's about looking within and like finding spirit, and it's, it's like I don't really care. But then I recently picked up a book called Dark Matter by Blake mm. Crouch, and it's really good. It's a big, good plot twist. It's about like alternate dimension stuff, and this guy goes into a different Ooh. timeline and has to like take over. It's it's very it's very interesting. Tom, did you ever read the Wonder Boy book? You know the baseball book where the guy has the magic bat. 
and hits all the home runs, and no, he calls not, it the Wonder Boy. No, uh, the Natural. The Natural. There we go. The don't movie with Robert Redford. Robert Redford. It's a book yeah. as well. Oh well, I prefer the movie. Well, I vividly remember it was in uh, seventh grade. They made the girls read Anne of Green Gables, bleh, and they made let the boys read this book about this guy going on an adventure who has a pet eagle, and I. <laughs> Was miserable, and I remember they'd always have the, like their discussion group, and I would never be paying attention because like I was so not into Anna Green Gables. It was not my vibe. I thought she, everything about her was boring. So I just remember like those moments of being like, "Let me read the freaking Eagle book." Like that looks amazing. <laughs> All right, we do have to take a break here. We got Timmy Lammers coming up in a couple of minutes. Right back, Timmy will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. Hurry. 